welcome everybody to the very first episode of the Ring Side, the Ring Fanatics podcast. I almost said the wrong name there, <laughs> but uh, my <laughs> name is Nick Arias, but I'm the host of your show. And with me is my co-host Joel Otero. How you been, bro? How you it's been? Good. I'm chilling, man. How you been doing? Doing good. Doing good. Um, pretty boring quarantine life, but uh, you know the wrestling is the only thing keeping me alive right now. With watching it, everything's going on. I feel um, bro. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say. It's glad to be back, which I am, but this is a new podcast now, The Ring Fanatics. Um, if you all don't know, uh, Joel and I did a podcast. We started that two years ago. That was two years ago we started that. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah it felt like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, facts. That's a fact. Wow, I didn't even notice it was that long ago. I know, right? We, we kind of ended it last year, so I didn't really feel like it was that long, but we started it two years ago. Um, but yeah, pretty much this show, uh, The Ring Fanatics, is pretty much the same thing as the ring, the ring side. Uh, we're gonna talk about wrestling, um, pretty much breaking news, predictions, results, just pretty much our thoughts into the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Impact. Uh, and there's not much wrestling going on right now, from what I can recall. Um, just whatever's going on right now during the pandemic, uh, gonna talk about it. Um, so yeah, uh, to, kind of, to kind of get the ball rolling, when I ask, start off with you, Joel, who don't mind, uh, how did you kind of start off with watching wrestling? What was your kind of like introduction to that? Uh, to be honest, I don't really have like a first memory of wrestling. I've just always been watching it. Like it's kind of weird like that. Uh, I believe like like one of my first memories is uh, WrestleMania 2000. But like my family has videotapes of me just chilling, watching wrestling, just playing with the toys. Like there's a video of me watching uh survivor series 99 and i'm just like hanging out but like i don't remember that because i was so young but yeah i've just been watching it since day one i feel and i've never stopped it's just been my thing i feel like a lot of people start off at a young age i don't know why but like like a lot of people do that yeah and now that i look back at it i'm like i was like three four and like you look back at the attitude era i asked my parents i'm like yeah, really you let me watch, watch yeah. this stuff? <laughs> yeah, for real. Because uh, stuff now, used to be reckless. Yeah, it was like not even, now it's the PG era. I guess yeah. you could say it, but it wasn't, it wasn't really the same back then. So it was like, uh, I, I didn't really start watching it until like, I guess, 2008. So not that long as you have. Okay. So it was That's pretty much, nice. yeah. So um, I remember, you remember the SmackDown versus Raw video games? Yes. That's how I. That's how I basically got introduced to wrestling. Um, okay, I so start, you just play the games. Yeah. Gotcha, yes, because gotcha, gotcha. like I, you know, I, you know, one thing I don't like about the games, even now, like you know how they do like, like the last video game that came out was Smash um Two K Twenty, which came out in twenty nineteen. You know how they do yeah. that? Yeah. So like I when I got it, I got it in two thousand seven, thinking that it came out that year. So like I pretty much played that for a couple couple months, then I pretty much in two thousand eight I got SmackDown versus Raw two thousand eight. Um, I started playing that too for a little bit, and at that time I was kind of like hesitant about it, you know, like I didn't know because it's not like like a typical like television show or Netflix show, which is like a couple of seasons with a few episodes. Yeah, it's literally years and years of yeah. history on that. So it's like it was hard to like start up on where to start and where to. Like who to catch up on? Yeah, I never, I've never thought about that. Like, yeah. how do you just jump into it? Because like, exactly. I never had that problem. So it's, it's weird to like think about it like that. Like that you actually have to jump in and like actually learn who everybody is because they don't really introduce everybody every episode. You know what I mean? They yeah, just yeah. show up. And it's like, yeah. oh, Jeff Hardy, and last week he did this and that, and it's like, I don't, I don't know what, what's going on, but. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, think about it like that. I mean, the the video games kind of helped me out with that because, like, e- even when I started playing the games, I just still didn't watch it. I just played the video games, so I just yeah. knew who everyone was through that. And then, um, from from there on out, I was like, okay, I know who these guys are, but I just didn't know where to start, like, through the storyline aspect of it. Yeah. I know, like, from, like I, I just thought, like, after every like pay per view, it would start kind of refresh a little bit. But it was still kind of hard. So, like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Why, why do they have beef right now? <laughs> I don't I don't know what that <laughs> the part was. But, like, um, 
So like, yeah, the video games kind of helped me. But then like for a while, I was like, all right, how do I start? Like, how do I find out more information about this? Um, and then I remember, I remember um, SummerSlam that year was like the, the next pay-per-view after I started watching. Um, it was that pay-per-view where John Cena, remember John Cena got injured because of the Batista bomb and he injured his neck, yes. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was that one. And then I remember, like I knew, like I, I knew well enough where I was like, okay, John Cena is a big like, person in the company right now. That's, and that's the a big guy. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like a, a big deal that he was out. So I was like, oh, shoot. Like, that's pretty dope. Not, not dope, but like, that's kind of like not good in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I remember like, I saw it because I didn't buy the pay-per-view. I didn't actually see it in person or in, in, through a pay-per-view. I saw the highlights the next day on YouTube. Okay, um, okay. That's how, like, remember that's how people watch it. Like, yeah. the highlights is on YouTube. Yeah. And then um, I watched it on YouTube. And then what really, like, caught my like, attention and wanted me to commit to it was, like, remember that main event? It was, I think it was Undertaker versus Edge. I think it was for a title. I'm not sure if it was for a title. Was, was that the... Um... That wasn't the ladder match, right? It was the Hell in a Cell. Yes, the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. I was going to say, like, the the ending was, he threw Edge to the, Undertaker threw Edge to the ring. Yeah. And from there, I was like, yo, he just threw him to the ring. I was like, (laughs) and fire just comes up out of nowhere. That caught your attention. Yeah, I was like, yo, that's sick. (laughs) And then from there on out, I've been watching it. Um. And then, yeah, and then I, I got to, like, basically learn the history, like, who everyone is, who's the greatest of all time, um, which I want to talk about later, too. But, um, like, you said Survivor Series was your very first show that you remember, like, not remember watching, but you saw? Yeah. Or, like, what that, was, like, they have video of me. Like, video, my, yeah. first, my first uh, show that I remember is WrestleMania 16. And I only that was remember... The What's up? That was the same year or like... No, that was in 2000. That was April 2000. Survivor Series was November 99. Okay, okay. So 2000 was the... I remember the... It was the Fatal 4-Way with a McMahon in every corner. It was the the very first like uh, triple threat ladder match for the tag titles. It was a dope show, I think personally it does it's not like up there in wrestlemania's of course because that was like the start of something like that people remember going back to yeah and yeah well what was like because you've been to a lot of shows too like actually in person so yeah. what was like your what, what was what was your like first show you remember going to my first my first show was just a random house show in msg was and... it a wwe show or in a... yeah yeah well it was a wwf show And this was in, I want to say it was 2000. And like, now that I think about it, the card was stacked. Like the main event was uh, Stone Cold and The Rock versus Taker and Kane. Then you had the Hardys and Edge and Christian fighting each other. Um, And it was was already when Taker was the American badass. Okay. So he was, so that had to be late 2000. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was like what, my first show. What was it like your favorite show like of all time? Like, would you say that 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 I went to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you've oh, been to, you've seen in person. It could be any man. any show, not WWE. That's tough. <laughs> Wait, what was your first show? While I think of that. What was but, your um, first show? My first show that I went to. Um, well, now I'm gonna start off with the first show that I saw on pay per view. Yeah, was um. No, it was No Way Out. Was that the old Elimination Chamber name, No Way Out? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I saw that. I saw No Way Out of 2009. Um, that was when um, Edge lost the World Championship, and then he attacked Kofi Kingston to enter the WWE Champ. No, vice versa. It was he lost the WWE Championship, then attacked Kofi Kingston to go into the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. I, I like that was that that's what that's what sticks out to me every single time I see it because I remember I was like, yo. He legit just attacked Kofi because <laughs> Kofi was my, <laughs> one of my favorites at that Yo, time Kofi when I started. Yeah, like the like I, that was his Jamaican character was dope. Like I always liked that his enthusiasm and stuff like that. Then the the, the pyro works every time he did yeah. the boom. That 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 was dope. I was like, that's what he was my favorite superstar. I was like, oh damn, he legit got injured or like, injured in their yeah. terms because it was a storyline. 
And then I was like, that, that was a creative way to enter in the edge into the world title picture. It was like, he was still a champion, entered the champion and still let this champion, even though it was a different match. Um, then the first show I went to in person, it's actually the only show I went to in person. I had a whole like plan of going this year before the pandemic hit, but the, the first and only show that I went to in person was actually a live event too. It was a Road to WrestleMania event for okay. WrestleMania 27, where The Rock hosted it. Um, I remember buying okay. a shirt. I, the, you know the team bring it shirts that they had? Yeah. I bought one of those. I don't know if I still have it, but um, I bought it there. And then I remember, I don't think he wasn't there. I think he was there. I'm not sure. But I remember it was an MSG too. So um, I remember our truth coming out, The Miz competing. And remember, it, it was so much louder than booing in person. Yeah, the, the Miz like was the most hated person. He was WWE champion, and everyone hated him. So it was like a loud eruption of booze in the ring, and MSG too, because it was it wasn't that big, the way they did this live event show. I don't know why, even though it was an MSG. Like the setup, made, yeah. yeah, the setup, yeah, yeah. So the, it was like all crowded. The, everyone was close to the ring. Then like an actual episode of Raw or SmackDown. So it's kind of like. Everyone was crammed in together. I was like, damn. <laughs> so I think that's why I had like every single corner of people booing. I'm like, damn, that was pretty, pretty loud. <laughs> what, 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 would you, what was your like, favorite show? Favorite? My favorite show might have had to be one of the manias I've been to. It has to be a tie. Like, even though the card wasn't like out there, I would have to say 29. Or that was the last New Jersey, the first New Jersey one. That was yeah, yeah first New Jersey. Twenty nine thirty two would have to be one of my favorite shows. Thirty two was just people wanted trash on that WrestleMania. That WrestleMania was actually pretty underrated. Like you had the you had the IC title. Um, was that it was the IC Dallas? title? That was um, Dallas. Or? Yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Oh, okay. That they had the ladder match to kick off the show. That Ryder one. They had oh, AJ yeah, versus yeah. Jericho, Take versus Shane. Um, what yeah, else was yeah. on that card? That card was actually like a lot of people like to trash on that mania, but that mania was actually dope. It was that just was, the, it was just the ending everybody didn't like when it was uh Brock beat Roman. No, nah, it was Triple. Oh, that was Triple. H, yeah, okay, Triple okay, H okay. and Roman, which it is what it is. Is that that was that was the year when uh, they made the WWE Championship in the Rumble, right? And then Triple H yeah. won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Dallas. In Dallas, they announced the women's title like like before the show even started. They announced, "I right, whoever yeah. wins this is getting the women's title." That was the, the triple threat with Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Bailey or Sasha. Yeah, uh, was it a fatal four or triple? No, it was three. It was oh. Sasha. It was Sasha, Becky, Charlotte. Bailey was still in NXT. Imagine that match now, though, like the how they're all built up already. Yeah, that that match now will get a whole lot of attention. Yeah, a lot would. of five. Yeah, would. Um, you went to uh, the one in Orlando, thirty-three, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I would. Exactly. I would. I like. I like that one too. That one was pretty dope. That one. Like, that one. Wow. Yeah. That one was incredible. Then the the only thing I didn't like was uh, the fact that they had what would have made like, a ten, like for sure, a ten and a ten was they had. Remember they had Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Title? Yeah. It was supposed to be Jericho and Kevin Owens for that Universal Championship instead of the United States. But then they switched it off because of Brock. Um, that really messed. <laughs> it really got me tight at that time. I was like, really, that the, the Jericho and Kevin Owens storyline was like the best thing going on. Yeah. At that time, with the with the list and the, them being friends, but they really changed that up for Brock winning against Goldberg. Uh, that really. And, but that match wasn't even that bad. The Brock versus Goldberg, like yeah. they actually, like it was actually like back and forth a little bit, like. As, as much as they can do. And then the Hardys returned that show. Yeah, and yeah. That, that, that was, really, that was how, yo, one of the biggest reactions I've ever been a part of. Like, Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how, how big of, was it in person than it was on the network? And that place went insane. I don't even remember the match because I was just <laughs> already just so hyped up that the Hardys were back. Like, yeah. I, have to, I, I have to go back and rewatch that match because, like, of course the Hardys won. Of course, yeah, yeah. Jeff did the big drop off the ladder. Other than that, I don't remember it because I was so hyped up. It was just, it was one of those moments that were like surreal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they yeah. and they had lost the titles the night before. 
at um the Ring of Honor show. Oh yeah, yeah. Which um, I still but, haven't I still haven't watched that match, by the way. Either. I heard that yeah, it was them versus the Bucks in a ladder match. I heard oh, that match yeah, was yeah. insane. I still haven't watched it though. Well what what other live event that you remember had a big big pop reaction to it that you had in person? Big pop reaction. Um I went to I went to um a SmackDown live show in 2003, and the main event was Brock Lesnar versus Big Show. That's when they were doing their whole, um, they had that whole rivalry going that Paul Heyman switched sides. He went to join Big Show, and he was helping him out and stuff, and they had a cage match, and they broke the cage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the place went insane. It was like around the same time that they would they broke the ring and they were doing all that stuff and they broke the mm-hmm. cage and like that. That was like the first big reaction that I've heard that because people didn't know like if it was supposed to happen because ju- he just uh, threw Brock into the cage and it just fell. Like I don't remember. I think I don't know if you remember that. That happened. Remember with, the ring? Uh, the ring. Yeah, the ring. Lashley and, and Umaga? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was the same. threw himself. Yeah, it was the same spot, but Big Show threw Brock, and then Brock went through, and then he touched the floor first, so he won the match. But that was, like, one of the first ones that was, like, a big pop that I heard in person. And I was, like, what, maybe, like, six, seven? So Damn. it was probably louder than well, – like yeah. it probably wasn't as loud, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm smaller. I'm, like, yo, this place is going crazy. Yeah, I mean – I mean, <laughs> Nothing can be at a WrestleMania like reaction. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. like yo, you definitely have to do it. You definitely have to do it. Like I did the. I also did thirty five that I had. Yeah, last uh, year. Yeah, I had the school pay for it. Ah, that's cool, man. That was <laughs> you basically went free, man. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I've always want. I've always wanted to go to a takeover. A takeover is something I wanted to go to because I heard those are pretty dope too, right? Like those are pretty. Takeovers like, are crazy. I went yeah. to the. I went to most of the Brooklyn ones. I think I went to all four of them except for the New York one. Last year? Yeah. Uh, I, didn't go, I, think I, didn't, I didn't go. No, I didn't go to the one before Mania. Okay. Which was yeah. uh, because, okay, listen to this. So the first takeover I went to was the first takeover Brooklyn. Uh, I paid 50 bucks, maybe. May, I think it was 40, maybe. And I was like three rows from the top. I didn't mind. That was. Also, the car was insane. That was the battle versus Owens in the ladder match. Sasha and Bailey, when they had their incredible match. So he paid 40 bucks. He was two rows from the top. Each one that I went to, I started moving down slowly. So also another big reaction that I was there for was the Adam Cole debut. That, oh, that, that, was, that was insane. Yeah, that happened man. in Brooklyn. Damn, I, I, I always think about like when I see it and I get those reactions, I'm like, damn, I want to go to them. But especially like it's kind of weird now with no audience and yeah. the, the crowd's like not even there. So it's like you don't get no reaction to any of these big moments. Yeah, I feel it, like that, that yeah. messes, a, messes it up a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody gets the reaction that the, like I feel sometimes it looks awkward. Yeah, that's what I was like, going to say too. It's kind of awkward yeah. for these moments. Like, especially like I feel like one thing I saw, I forgot who said it, but like the Drew McIntyre being WWE champion and winning at WrestleMania, I feel like that would have gotten a big pop to oh, it, too. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Was, Time out. How did you feel about um him? Like, how did you feel about WrestleMania in general? This year? Um, yeah. I, I, it wasn't a bad show, especially for a non-audience show. It was definitely, like, a big – it was definitely pretty good. I liked it. I mean, I okay. liked it. It wasn't that bad to me. It was especially the cinematic matches. Those pretty like pretty much kept it oh, going yeah. for me. Yeah. Um. Uh. Sh- I mean, it's different in a way. I don't. I'm not saying that's the reason why it was good, but like, it was definitely something they could have done, and what they did do, and definitely worth the hype of WrestleMania to me. Yeah. Um, it still felt like WrestleMania to me. Um. Uh, especially when it was two nights, the two night event. I don't know how I feel about the two nights. I hope they don't keep that as a trend. I hope that's I mean, New Japan does it with their their uh, well, well yeah. They this, this year was the first year they started doing it. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. They did that. Nah, this was the first year. 
they usually have it one night, like, because, yo, for a while, I would, yeah, I would wake up, like, at 3 o'clock, wait for ring time, like, at 3.30, 4 o'clock, and just watch it one night and just chill. And then, usually, the show would end around, like, 8 a.m., but now that they did the two nights, it's like, that's too much for me. Like, oh, I could do yeah, it one sense. night, it, it was too much for me. So, this year, I was just like, I watched the highlights, because then they, they split it up, because... They don't want everybody just to watch one night. You know what I mean? They got to yeah, put title yeah. title matches on both shows. Same way that Mania did it. You got to put matches on both shows that people are actually going to enjoy. One match that I really enjoyed at Mania was the ladder match for the tag belts. I felt they did a lot with that. It was um, it was one of the Usos, Morrison. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. and Biggie. Yeah. yeah. I like that, like. I think the Miz got sick or something, so they had to make it like one person from each team. I like how they did that. I like how they executed that. Which, which cinematic match did you like the best? The Fiend versus John Cena or the 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 Boneyard match with AJ Styles? I'm biased. I'm I I love Styles and Taker's my guy, so yeah, it has to be yeah. Boneyard. But I did like the way they did the. Funhouse match. Yeah. I like that. Like, it they brought was back, like, all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were, like, iffy on it. I knew once they announced it, I was like, this is going to be dope. I like how they showed, like, his history. They had Bray cut the promo that Kurt Angle cut. They had him uh, come out with his gear on. Uh, what else they had? They had him do the NWO, like, if he would have turned heel. Like, yeah. it was just little, like, stuff like that that was, like, interesting. And it was, like, yo, like, they really bought this out. Yeah, like, uh, the, the way they ended it, too, like, I didn't think there was a winner. Because yeah, yeah. there was no pinning. There was no tapping or anything. He just, like, did it. Like, I think the sister Abigail, then he just won. Yeah. Like, okay, like, that was he, it. Because like, he hit the sister Abigail and then pinned Pinned him, but Bray counted. I think he hit it with the Fiend, and then Bray, like in the sweat vest, counted the one, two, three. Oh, I didn't so, see like, that part. Yeah. Okay, now it makes now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> now it makes sense because I was thinking like, <laughs> why did he win? I'm like, well, he just didn't do anything. I'm like, but like, it was it was weird because they 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 brought back like the old Doctor Thugonomics, Christina, the Eater of Worlds for Bray Wyatt. So, yeah. Like, they brought back like their old personas and then kept the new ones going still. It was it fit it fit the fun house. Like that's yeah. what it's called the fun house. It kind of fit that exactly. theme because it was weird. And then um uh, it, it was kind of weird seeing Cena in that match. I feel like they could have done it with anybody else. I don't know. It was like it was just seeing Cena in it. Like I feel like it could have a better match. I mean, if it was the pandemic didn't happen, I feel like it just obviously would have been a singles match. In yeah, it would have been a singles match. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was anticipating. That's what I was expecting. I didn't think it was gonna be like more of a cinematic type thing. I, I knew um opposite the Boneyard match was going to take place in the ring. So I knew that was kind of being a, 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 a cinematic match. But the Funhouse one, I thought it was going to be actually in the ring, and like with decorations, like decorations all over the place. Oh, okay. Got you. Got that's you. What got I was, you. That's what I was thinking. Because I, I didn't think it was going to be like a type of a cinematic thing. So that was kind of weird to me, but it was still enjoyable for me. Um, they yeah. brought, because they, they did, like I said, every single persona of the Fiend. Um, kind of like a random question to throw out here. Do you feel like Bray should have like kind of like what Mick Foley did with the three personas? Yes, like Bray. Yeah, and I and I like that he does that. It's kind of like like how Mick Foley uh, did it. Kind of like how Matt Hardy's doing it in AEW. That each week he just decides I'm gonna be this character. Yeah. But in Bray's uh, like. In his storyline, like, he doesn't choose, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't yeah. choose a oh, one week, I'm going to be this person. It Basically, Bray is, like, whoever shows up. Whoever shows up, that's who That's who you're going to get. Because he, he has The Fiend, he has Wyatt, and then he, didn't he do the, the swap match as the Eater of the Worlds? Yeah, he did that one. But then he still popped out as The Fiend at the end. So, technically, he was both, but he, yeah, yeah. he was the... Uh, but um, apparently this yeah, I like is, that they, I like that they could switch around. Like I, yeah, and it fits now, especially with no audience. Like, what what are people gonna say? Like in person, it, you know, it's not really like exactly. a mixed reaction. So it's like it's still working now in a way. 
do who do you, like he, apparently this week on SmackDown he's debuting a new character. Do you think it's gonna be like a person or like an actual puppet like he's doing in the funhouse? He's debuting the, a new character. A new, yeah, that's what he said. I don't know because when he, when he said that, I was like, I had like a whole bunch of like different people, like actual wrestlers who might fit that position in a way. Because he said it was like I think it was in the beginning of the show or a commercial. I don't know, but I saw it and I was like, why is he? I think it's gonna be a person because like I've been I've been saying this for a while like. Now, I'm not saying it's because they're brothers, but I feel like Bo Dallas could 100% fit with that persona. Because, yep. like, remember, because <laughs> yep. when they, Bo Dallas was um, kind of like in the new YFM kind of thing, because when Bo Dallas debuted on I think, the main roster, because I don't remember him, I, I didn't watch NXT back then, but um, he did the Bow The Bow He was nice in NXT, he, he was like, champion. Exactly. Like, people, like, I, I didn't even know this, he was 22. When he won, and that yeah, game. yeah, he was he was, I didn't know he, I didn't know he was that young. And I searched him up. I was like, he was only th- he's only thirty right now, which is still young. Yes, and he's doing nothing. He's doing nothing. Exactly. That's they what I'm saying. Him, they, they got him with the B team, and how long have we haven't seen them in a while? Curtis also got released. That's what yeah. So like that's, maybe they're trying to find a new in for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the Wyatt family is a perfect way to bring him back. He I still think brother. he should. Yeah, I still think he should have been in the Wyatt family from the jump. I feel like they should have like jumped him in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he was still wrestling. Like that whole Bo Leaf thing. Like it was, like it was cool if you would have did something with it. But they didn't do yeah. anything with it. They just had him run around the ring, do the Bo Leaf, carry the signs and stuff. But they yeah. never like executed anything. So it was like, what is this really doing, doing. for him? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I mean, not, especially not, we've seen like, with the B team, even though it was basically a jobber with him and Axel, but yeah. I feel like that was more of a serious role, which can 110% uh, fit in with, I guess, the Eater Overworlds and the, whatever, the, the Fiend, the darker character, I don't know what you call that, uh, the, the Fiend character, but then also with the Firefly Funhouse, you can use the Believe, the enthusiastic exactly. Bo because he had, he literally has all three personas, like Bray. And yes. if you can't fit him in with that, then I don't know what they're planning on doing for him because I don't. There's literally nothing else better for him to do than join the Wyatt family again. Yeah, I w- I would even throw them into the tag team title mix. Exactly. Do, do you like yeah. Alexa Bliss with that? Like Alexa Bliss and how she's doing? I like how they're like, but they haven't like fully said anything. They're just like hinting at stuff. Yeah. Like she was backstage watching at SummerSlam. She was watching them. What right was it SummerSlam or Payback? I think it was both. I think it was both. Was it both? I, I remember yeah. they showed her watching the TV, which I hate that spot. Can we just let me just say that real quick? <laughs> I hate the spot of them showing them watching TV, but they're like, like the TV, like I'll use my phone. The TV's here, right? What do yeah. you watch the TV, like look at it? They're just always, they're just like always on the side, like, like, and like giving, giving it the, the like the uh, the side eye they never like yeah, just yeah. watch it you know what i mean yeah i hate that spot always hated it it is what it is but i like that they that they're like trying to include her i think that's dope i think that's sister abigail like that's that's the character right there and then you do what you have her doing right now like she showed up at SummerSlam and payback dressed up yeah. and then she showed up on SmackDown with her regular gear. I think she was talking to was she talking to Nikki Cross that the puppet was in the background? Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing that. Give everybody that's in the Firefly Funhouse uh, personalities. Don't have them just be one character. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I speak of Nikki Cross too, like I, I just hate the fact that they they made her like a a happy person. And instead of like keeping her original like character with being crazy, so I feel like that would also fit well with Bray Wyatt, specifically when she was at Sanity. Like yes. when, when they separated her, it was like they just put her normally with a lot yeah. of like excitement. That that was weird to me. So like I feel like they should bring they should have used her with the Wyatt family and bring back the crazy Nikki. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think she would have fit in as a perfect sister Abigail at the like when she was with Sanity. Like yeah, yeah. that was that character was just perfect for it. Exactly. I think right now they're using Alexa Bliss because of the whole backstory with Braun Strowman. So like, 
will they keep using her now that uh, they're kind of not like that storyline's kind of fading away? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel about the Roman Reigns situation at SummerSlam? I know I'm jumping around, but I I need to ask. I, I thought it was perfect. I, I kind of expected it coming. Like, I knew that he was going to wait to the last minute. That was a genius move, too, I feel like, because specifically with this this t- new tagline now, like, break everyone and leave, it fits well. I mean, it, it one thing that kind of, like, doesn't – it's bothering me in the back of my mind is the fact that I know he's with Paul Heyman now, but I feel like now with, with, with Paul Heyman being with Brock Lesnar, I feel like, they're still keeping that Brock Lesnar persona in Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? They're trying to make him. They're, they're going to try and shift that that momentum that Brock had onto Roman. I don't know if it'll work. Like yeah, people yeah. are already loving it. I was like, I, I, I love it as a heel. I love it as a heel. I feel like, I like it's it. an amazing heel. Yeah. I like it. I I just don't like that they have uh Wyatt be like a transitional champion. I don't like that he yeah. won it at SummerSlam and then dropped it. I think. Um, like you've done that, yeah. Like you've done so many times that pay per views and in no contest, you know what I mean? Like you've done that plenty of times. Right now, this is the time that you can end any show in a no contest because you got nobody to complain about, you know what I mean? Like people always complain when they were in the crowd, they'll be like, I paid money and you gotta end the pay per view on a no contest. Guess what? There's no one in the crowd. So you could end yeah. the pay-per-view on a no contest. You could have had Roman come out, beat both of them up. The show end like that, no contest. And then they announce on whatever. I don't know if they did a, like one of those um, like the after pay-per-view. Like, you know how they do Raw yeah, talk yeah. now? Did they do one of those for SummerSlam or no? Um, I don't think they do that anymore. I think they just stick with Raw talk and talking smack. I, I would have did it. Yeah, I would have did it just for that pay per view and be like, "Yo, breaking news! Here's the announcement. Next week at Payback, we're gonna have a triple threat match." You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. just give the guy a title and then have him Drop lose it, it the next yeah. week. And also, they kind of like saved him. Like Braun didn't take the pin, but then Braun took the pin at Payback, but he also took it at SummerSlam. That's two weeks in a row. Your monster is taking a pin. But then you have a new, a big dog now, which they're trying to hype up. Big pin dog. the big, the big, big yeah. The, the big dog. <laughs> uh, do, do, you, do you like the fact that they're using Jey Uso in this next feud? Or I like it. I like that it's different, something we don't see. Yeah. I don't want it to be a squash match. I want him yeah. to. I, I want it to be believable that he could win this match. Yeah, I mean, the, what like, I feel like. I want to see. For, I want to see force finishes. I I want to see. What do you mean? Like, like I want to see Roman kick out at almost three. That's how I like, want. I don't want it just to be a squash match. Roman hits one spear and match over. Oh, yeah, I want yeah, it yeah. to be believable that the that who is it? Jay Uso. I want it to be believable that Jay Uso can beat him. And you got the you got the storyline. Their family, they grew up together. He knows everything that Roman knows as a wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they can I, use that to their advantage. I want them to like end up like however hopefully continue this feud since after until like after Clash of Champions. Because what I because I don't know how long Jimmy's out for. But He's out for a while, I think. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Because I want to like end up like eventually having them also partner with Paul Heyman. I. I this is how yo. This, you don't like that is, idea? Listen to this. This is how I would put it. I love that idea of them being with Paul okay. Heyman. But this is how I would do it. You have Roman take on Jay. They have the match because at Clash of Champions is the next pay per view. Uh, yeah. Correct. You have them fight there. Jay almost wins. Like I said, Force finishes. One, two. Roman kicks out the last second and then finally beats him. He earns the respect from Roman as a wrestler. Like, he already respects him. That's his cousin. He loves him. But he doesn't have that respect as a wrestler yet. He yeah. then gets that respect as a wrestler. Next pay-per-view, uh, what are we in? We're in September, think, October. Think Helen sells next pay-per-view. You get the rematch. You get the rematch because 
they're like, you know what? You gave him such a good match. We're going to give you a rematch. You give the rematch. He beats him again. And then Uso goes on like this long losing streak. And Paul Heyman starts to be like, come over. Like, we respect you. We can give you better. We can give you better than what you have now. And that's when we get Jay Uso, the singles competitor. He joins forces with Paul Heyman. You put him in title fights for the IC title. You know what I mean? You give him the IC title for like a little bit. Let's say Jimmy, I don't know how long he's in, like how long he's out. Let's say he's back by like Rumble. You know what I mean? Back by like January, February. This is where you can get Uso versus Uso at Mania. Jimmy comes back, says, what are you doing? Why, why are you with them? You know what I mean? You give them, yeah. you give them that storyline. We get Uso versus Uso for an IC belt or a U.S. belt at Mania. We get a crazy match from them. Jay wins. Jimmy then goes on a losing streak. It does the same cycle. And that's when they bring him in into the fam- into the family, whatever they're going to call that little tribe that they have. They bring them in. Jay loses the IC title. And now you got the tag team back. You put them back into the tag division. And now you got the, you could call them the Samoan dynasty, the family, whatever, whatever you want to call them. They're going to be that group, that heel group. Speaking, speaking of groups and, and factions, what, what, I don't want to continue going off topic, but what, what, do, you, what do you feel on uh, Retribution and how they're appearing on Raw every week now? I don't even think Vince knows what he's doing with Retribution. <laughs> uh, like, they haven't even announced who, like, they haven't even picked, I don't think, who's going to be in it or whatever. But it's like, it was cool at first. It was like, oh, out of nowhere. Now yeah, it's yeah. like, you wait for it. It's kind of getting stale. Like, they haven't put nothing behind it yet. Like, I, I feel like they're taking too long with putting a face behind it. Exactly. It's weird. Um, what was I going to say? I, I feel like they're definitely doing this, like, as a tactic of a way to bring people to view every week. You know? Kind of like, a, oh, like, are they going to reveal it this week? Let me watch it. You know? Kind of like, okay, let me watch this week. Then the more they do it, the more people are going to be like, oh, maybe this week, maybe this week. I, I feel guess, like that's what they're going with. Yeah, I guess you can t- look at it that way. It's like, it's just tough because it's like, how long they've been around now? Like a month. I would say a month, at least. Like a month, right? Yeah. It's just. Announce it already. If you get it. You should, at least have, yeah. you should at least have one face behind it. You know what I mean? Or yeah. at least have somebody cut a promo. They did on Monday. They did but not 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 in person. They didn't reveal themselves, but someone cut a promo um, on Raw. Uh, it was during the. It was like towards the end of the show where I think it was Nia Jax versus the Riot Squad at the end. Yeah. Okay. Some one of them. I think the, the main guy cut a promo, but they didn't use the actual voice. They used like a, no. it was deep. Yeah. Okay. Then so they just cut it. I didn't peep that. I didn't. I'll be honest with you. I missed Raw this week, <laughs> but I like that they did that. They changed the voice yeah. up. It's given me a lot of. Do you remember Aces and Eight? Yeah, that's it's what I was given, thinking too. Like it's, it's given me that vibe. vibe. Yeah. And what Aces and Eights did that was dope was they did it slowly. They gave you like, but not this slow. Like they did it slowly. Like they attacked for two weeks and then somebody cut a promo, and then slowly they started revealing who was in the group. Like, they didn't just all at once take off their mask and was like, yo, we're aces and aces. It was, like, slowly, and then they started having people turn on each other when they had Taz turn on everybody when he was a commentator. Bully Ray was, like, the face of TNA, and then one pay-per-view after a couple months just turned on them and was like, I was the real boss of aces and aces. Like, it was cool how they did that. I'm hoping... Retribution isn't just another throwaway faction. I hope they actually yeah. do something like Aces and Eights, and that actually has an outcome that's pretty dope. You know if what you, I mean? If you were to choose like five people to who you think is in the Retribution, who would those five people be? Like from like from the main roster? Anybody? Anybody? It could be from NXT, 
or Ross had down. I I also thought about that the retribution. I also thought this is a good way to lead up to Survivor Series. Oh, okay. But then they just now they're just showing up on Raw. It's not yeah. So now it's just called. now yeah now it's just to one brand because then I was when I first saw it, I was like I was thinking about it and it was actually my little brother who brought it up he said maybe this is NXT guys coming up messing everything up getting like planting the seeds for Survivor Series I said that's actually a good point but now that they they're exclusive to one brand it's less likely to be that I kind of feel it has. It has to do with um, MVP's MVP's group. Really, I think I had the hurt business. I feel like it has to do with them. Low key, I feel like it has to do with them. I don't know well, how, how, how that how that tie in. How would how would you say that would tie in? You don't know. You don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. But I just feel like right now that like they took over Raw Underground. I don't even know if they're yeah. still in charge of it. But the first week they were like, "This is our yeah our thing." And then you just build up. We're we're gonna take o- We're gonna overthrow the boss. Yeah. You you get that storyline, and then that's when you get a big uh, title push for Lashley. I mean, he does. He does have the U.S. Championship, though. So I feel like that's. You know, nah, this, is, this is no. Nah, you know, this is just gonna. This is gonna set it up for him. Set it up. Uh, I this can is see gonna that happen. Either he. I don't know if he'll lose it. Or he'll just wait. Is he the champion? Yeah. Oh, he's US champion. Yeah, he is. He's a U.S. He, champ. Hold on, I gotta he, look this up now. He, Hold he on. Beat, he beat Apollo Cruz at SummerSlam. Correct. Oh my goodness, you're right. You're right. Okay, yeah. So you have him do that for a little bit. I even forgot about that match. Uh, and then even like I don't know if he if he should lose it or just give it to like. Shelton or, or give it to MVP or Cedric Alexander, who's with them now. He just gives the title away and he's like, "I, right, I'm finna head out. I'm going to this. I'm going to this world title picture." Yeah, and then you like have I'm- that big. We are taking over. You know what I mean? And they, yeah. you even give all of them the belts. I feel. I say That's you give I all too. of them the belts. That's you do kind of like um, who had all the belts recently? Undisputed Arrow. Yeah. In NXT. They had all the belts recently. But you make it different. You add a woman and you get that belt too. Who would Which you I add feel right now <laughs> someone that lost the title, actually lost two titles, got turned on. Sasha? Yeah. But she's on SmackDown. You think she's gonna come to Raw to the draft? Yeah, they're supposed to be a switch up soon. You okay. you put her in that group. Also, nobody really cares about that right now. You know what I mean? Nobody's really yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, she's not supposed to be there. Just put her. Just put yeah, her. Yeah. Wait, but is it? No, isn't she Raw? She's on SmackDown. She's SmackDown. Yeah. She's I thought Bailey was on SmackDown. Nah, they both they both are because they they were they're on both shows because they had the tag team championships so they're on technically on both shows. So. Put Sasha on on Raw <laughs> and put her in the Hurt Business, have her win the title, and then lose they... it the next time she defends it. <laughs> <laughs> lose it the next time she defends it. That's that's a trend, know. isn't it? That's it's a trend. trend yeah, she right? never retained the title. She can't retain right. the title. But I'm telling you, if you give them more of the belts, it's gonna show, and then. They also um, in charge of Raw Underground, and they're just running Raw. Can't really tell them anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a cool concept. And then you even bring Vince into it, and you they, have it be like uh, him come out and be like, "Bobby, you have to defend your belt tonight on Raw." And MVP's just like, "No, he's not doing that. Can't make him do it." Sorry. He'll I'm he'll fight tonight, but he's not gonna defend the belt. Sorry. And also, you can't tell them no because they have all your titles. And then you you even if Vince was smart, he would have incorporated this earlier. You talk about other promotions. What do you mean, Mike? Don't you don't have to name them. You know what I mean? 
Like yeah. you could like like how I was saying that Vince was like, Oh, you have to defend the belt. He could MVP could come out and say he's not defending the belt. One. Two, you can't force us. Three, if you try and force us, I'll go to another promotion with all your belts. That that could be dope. I could do that. And you just have that. You have that. He always threatens to leave with the titles. And then that's when we got one pay-per-view that they just get swept. Didn't, didn't, I, I mean, there was a recent, I think Kurt Angle mentioned TN Impact last year. Didn't he mention yeah. it to Kevin Owens? He was like, oh, you can just go to TNA. They're hiring. Something like yeah. that. They could be like that. Like we could just go to I mean, they don't have to say impact. I feel like this is because it's been impact for a while. But they have, Maybe. but they have, um, they have connections. All the, yeah, yeah. I know that for a fact. They use their film on the network and stuff. They gotta have a deal with them. I mean, they but, have to, yeah, because I don't think they will use it now. Because mainly the fact that all like, a lot of the really superstars went there, so I don't think they'd be like, oh, impact wrestling. <laughs> you know what made me now. We're going to switch topics. But okay, also, I okay. feel like MVP, like, I think that would be a cool storyline. Like, just to end it, I think that would be a cool storyline. And then have them get swept by baby faces at one pay-per-view. And that's how they end their reign of terror. They'll call it the reign of terror. Um, But we'll go back to that impact. I feel WWE got a connection. How did most of the guys that you release end up there. I mean, aren't they the only two other big companies that are still on right now? Or still? There's yeah. one bigger company that everyone should have tried to get signed to. You know what I mean? Where? AEW. That's what I said. No, two other right companies. now, two, I... Th- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's like the top why aren't why was Cody Rhodes is tight with everybody there? Yeah, because he he knows everybody. Only there. I think it was only Zack Ryder from all the people that were released. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody impact though. Now Eric Young is a champion. The Good Brothers are there. Dreamers there. Hawkins. Brian Myers is there, yeah. Everybody went there. It's weird to me. And I feel like they're gonna use that as like, okay, we released you, but we still wanna like build you up so we can bring you back. I feel like that's, they've been doing that for a lot of people. Eric Young Eric Young right now is getting the Drew McIntyre um outline. You remember when Drew McIntyre got released? He went to the Indies. Drew Galloway. He was killing shit. He was winning titles everywhere. He was in Evolve. And Evolve is WWE's uh, company. Not anymore because they disbanded. But they are they were like the minor league before you even get into uh, NXT. WWE still has Evolve. No, they just, huh? Yeah, but they like they folded. Evolve like they're not doing no shows anymore. Well, for now they'll bring it back soon. Yeah. But like right now, that guys can't go to indie shows and build up their name. They're gonna go to Impact. They'll build up their name. They they gave Eric Young the belt. He hasn't Bravo. been there for a month. He hasn't been there for a month, and he he's already champion. I mean, how? Well, I was thinking too, like Heath Slater. Also an impact, by the way. Yes, yes. Also an impact. He like the man, since April. I feel like he's gotten physically in shape since, and he looks a lot better than he was in WWE. Yeah. And I feel like they should, definitely they're bringing him back. There's no way they're letting him go forever. They're definitely bringing him back at some point. So, after all this COVID stuff calms down, after WWE gets their money back up, all those guys are gonna be back. In that's, WWE, that's what I said. I don't think this is permanent. I think this is just in the meantime until it comes back. Yeah, and I think Eric, and I think Eric Young will get the Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he'll get that treatment. I think they'll put him back in NXT. Yeah, for um like three months, let him win the title, let him build that up, let him lose it, 
and then he'll come back to the main roster. I think that's what they're gonna do with everybody, like specifically a lot of the guys and females that they released. I don't think a lot of them would go back to the main roster, even though they need main roster people right now because a lot of them it feels like very limited people now because of the releases. Yeah. But I feel like NXT is the best way to go and call people up in the meantime. Um, I just find it yeah. weird that everybody went to Impact. Yeah, really. Like, there's two sh- I feel like they weren't going to – I feel like because Impact is kind of, like, in the need of superstars too. Um, I feel like AEW has a lot of the guys anyways. But then think before the pandemic, all that happened, I feel like they were in need yeah. of signing big guys yeah. and big names. Because AEW took most of them already. <laughs> yeah. AEW took most of them. What made me think of this whole conspiracy that WWE is in cahoots with Impact is when the Good Brothers showed on, on Impact. A lot of them did. What do you mean? But, like, they showed up on Impact. Yeah. They're boys with Cody, with Cody Rose. They're boys with the Young Bucks. They were in Bullet Club. They're cool with Kenny Omega. Why... Didn't they sign to AEW? I it's sure. just it just lines I, up for them to just go there. Like that's what I thought was gonna happen. I thought they're definitely going to they'll definitely go to AEW and make a deal with them that they could wrestle in Japan also when stuff opens up. How they end up in Impact? That is true because I feel like a lot of Impact guys have gone to WWE straight yeah. from Impact. Too. I, I didn't think about it that way since you brought it up just now. <laughs> but, I think, yeah, I think WWE is using them like as a like a step up before NXT. Okay. Like they'll be like like maybe like like from Evolve, you'll go to Impact. From Impact, you'll go to NXT, and then we'll see how you do there. Maybe you'll come up to the main roster. Because they didn't do that with a lot of the guys either. Because I think AJ Styles did be just straight on the main roster. I mean, he's AJ yeah. Styles, but like, yeah, in the the Good Brothers, they even debuted them on the main roster. They didn't even play NXT. They did they them turned, so dirty. Yeah, that was weird. NXT like, even, could have been the first. Yeah, like even their debut, like they could have went to NXT, but I think even the main roster was fine for them. It was just the way they they didn't have anything for them. They just signed them just to sign them, but they had them debut in like the middle of the country. Like in front of a crowd that did not care about them, a week after Mania, a week after the Raw after Mania, you could have just had them come out the Raw after Mania, exactly, and the place would have went insane. And I think that's what hurt them because Vince saw like the reaction they got and was like, maybe this wasn't, maybe this wasn't a good pickup. They should have sent them down to NXT. I mean, they still had time to do that. Yeah, yeah, that would have been better. I, yeah, I still think the matches they would have had on NXT would have been incredible. Exactly. exactly. Because they would have still had... Because I think when they debuted, I think I think Revival was still down there. I'm not, I'm not positive, but I think Revival was still down there. I want to say American Alpha was still there. And talk about American Alpha, how dirty they did them. <laughs> Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan doesn't even wrestle anymore. Oh my That's, goodness! He just he works doesn't, backstage. He just works back. American Alpha. Yo, this show, this podcast that we're doing is just gonna have me rant every week yeah. about stuff <laughs> no, that WWE that WWE has messed up. American Alpha. Ranch. Yo. Like, the Joel Rancho. <laughs> Joel Rancho might as well change the name. <laughs> but yeah, man. You know what else is weird? I was watching TNA last night. Um, they're very awkward with no crowd. Yeah, no, very, I don't like, like that. Like, WWE started out awkward, and now, like, they're getting back into the group, but it's still awkward. TNA it just feels, like, very awkward. Like they did a spot with um Eric Young and uh I forgot her name. Eddie Edwards' wife. And he put her like like he was gonna um do a move on her and Tommy Dreamer came out, him with the kendo stick, he ran out, and then they were just in the ring standing there. Eric Young was outside screaming. I was like, This is very this is like very awkward right now. AEW's bringing back fans now. They're yeah. bringing back fans. So how That's do you feel it. about AEW? Um. Okay, so this is what I think. 
obviously it's an amazing promotion. I love everything you do. But the one uh-huh. thing that the the one thing that confuses me about AEW right now is the fact that majority of their storylines are kind of confusing to me. I don't know if it applies to anybody else. What do you mean? Because like, okay, so hypothetically, let's say they put John Moxley. Like right now, he's going to start a feud with Lance Archer. Let's say him versus Lance Archer. Um, they're feuding. Eventually, I feel like they're going to bring in MJF back in the picture. He's going to still feud with Moxley while Moxley is still feuding with Lance Archer. Then Lance Archer is going to be feuding with somebody else, even though he's going to feud with Moxley. You know what I mean? They have like multiple feuds at once. Yeah. They always change it around every week. So it's like, who are they feuding with? I don't get it. And it confuses yeah. me. So like sometimes I follow it. I have to like step back and like watch NXT for a while because I don't know what the hell is going on in AEW <laughs> with the storylines. I get confused. So it's like, okay, let me just step away. And then hopefully the next storyline, I'll get back into AEW. Yeah. Hopefully they don't get confused because that's what they do a lot. They, they always have multiple like storylines with like two storylines in one, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what confuses I, me. I kind of mess with that because it's like you could, because I think they kind of see like what works best and they'll go with that. Like with the whole tag team thing, they had three. They had uh, the Bucks, FTR, Kenny, Kenny Omega. yeah, and Paige, then, and then they also had like um, best friends. Best friends, yeah. So they were trying to see like, all right, who matches up best? Like they had them each fight each other, and they were all like in a storyline together. But then best friends and um, Kenny and Paige had their own feud. Bucks and FTR have their own feud, but they're, like, not at the peak feud yet. I think now that they won the titles, they'll start feuding. Yeah. But I know what you mean. There's a lot going on. Something something that's also this thing with AEW, which a lot of people complain about. I, I find it, like, sometimes annoying. But also it's like WWE got two shows, so they don't have to do things like this. They also put out, they do their show, they do their YouTube show, like the Dark, the AEW Dark, cool. But then they also have Being the Elite. Being the Elite also continues storylines. So it's kind of like if you're not following Being the Elite, you might get lost here and there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get lost here and there, like you said, I get lost too sometimes. But then like, I'll think about it, be like, uh, it's probably gotta be doing something with being the elite. Has to yeah. do something with them. I never, I never thought of it that way because I never watched that. So yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. that's why I'm lost. Yeah, they yeah, build, they build storylines on there, which is a cool concept because you're getting, you're getting a YouTube fan base that could also watch the show, but then the people who are watching strictly the show might get left behind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see that. Because, like, like, going back to that future, talking about the tag teams, because, like, he had, like, he said, FTR with Omega and Paige, then FTR with the Young Bucks. Then he also had the best friends in there with those three tag teams. And then he also had best friends with Santana or Cheese. Because yeah. they also had a match at uh, All Out. So I'm like, where is this going? Who is going to be on top of what? It's just so a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. It's a lot going on. They should have and- two shows. Yeah. They have well, they have the they have that YouTube show on Tuesdays, but it's just like, dark, non, do I really want to open yeah. up YouTube? I I watch yeah. it here and there. I'm not gonna yeah, yeah. tell you I watch it every week. I watch it here and there. Like if I see a match, I'll be like, oh wow, this looks pretty dope. I'll yeah. watch it. But majority of it is like I'm, majority of it is like jobbers, so it's like okay, this that that person's gonna, yeah. obviously gonna win, so I don't need to watch it. But it's yeah, like, yeah, but. I, Another thing, like NXT, they got to move to another night. They, they did Tuesdays the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, I think they should because, stay with that. But it's, but it's because of the playoffs is going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. The hockey playoffs. But, but I think they should keep it with Tuesdays. That's what I, I should think, too. Everybody could exist in, like, there's multiple companies that could exist in the world. You don't have to compete yeah. with everyone. Exactly. Like that's why they um they did Wednesday nights because they said okay it's the same night as NXT but NXT's on demand so like 
you could always go back and watch NXT. Or you always, you could always come back and watch us. Now when WWE put them both on the same night, it was like, it was just too much. Yeah. And I caught myself watching more AEW than NXT. And I considered myself an NXT head. Yeah, me but too. now, like, I still watch NXT, but I'll watch it on demand. I'll watch it the day after. I'm not going to watch it live unless you're giving me a fatal four-way 60-minute Ironman match and then have, have no, no winner. winner. Yeah, have no winner. <laughs> and like- then that stuff that is like, should I even tune in next week? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? But, like, I don't know. I think they should change this Tuesday nights. I still don't like that they're on TV. I still don't like that. I feel like it's too much for NXT. Yeah. We talked about this before with NXT being on the WWE Network, being one hour. You don't see everyone every week. With NXT, the way that it's been during the pandemic, I got tired of Keith Lee. I hate to say it. I got tired of him. Got tired of him. He was on every episode. I was tired of him. When he won the belt, I was like, I can care less, to be honest. And I hate to say that because Keith Lee is he's, dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I got tired of him. Like, not saying he's not entertaining and stuff, but, like, I don't need to see him every week. I feel yeah, the same. And, like, Okay, what are we gonna watch this week? Oh, this week is you they will cut the promo and be like, okay, this week is gonna be based on the women, or this week is gonna be based on the world title or the North American title, or it's just gonna be based on this feud. There was many episodes where it was just Gargano versus Champa with no belt attached. Yeah. But especially with storylines too, he kind of built it up and to continue it for a while, and you don't exactly. know when it's going to end. Exactly. So they just feuded. You can use other people and put them in. They and already also, had the trap. Yeah, and feuds would last so long because of that. You didn't see them every week, so it yeah. wasn't like everybody had to get the upper hand each week. Now yeah. it's just another. It's just another Raw SmackDown. I feel personally, like I still love NXT. Yeah, yeah. But that's just how I feel. I feel. It was just, it had that specialness to it when it was one hour. You get hype when you see Adam Cole. Oh, this week is about the title? Lit. This week is about Undisputed Era? Dope. Now it's like, uh, it's 8 o'clock. Adam Cole is in a big kind of feud with McAfee. Uh, He'll probably come on around like 9, 9.15. So I'll watch it then. Now you could time it out. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Before you had to watch the whole episode to see what, what was going to happen. Maybe he'll pop up. Maybe he won't. Now it's like, all right, you got two hours. He's definitely coming out. Why? Because he is NXT. Who, who, who do you think, I don't want to go too much to the show, but who do you think is like the current face of NXT? Because you have now Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Gargano. Chance Adam, Cole. Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Okay. Adam Cole and Undisputed Era. Just even without the title? Even without the title? Without the title. Still... That's why they didn't give it to him. He don't need it. He's at, yeah, that, that, he's at yeah. that level that he does not need the NXT title. I'm glad that Finn won it, though, because I feel yeah. like that's like, yeah. a really that good... Was, that was the right even, choice. Even yeah, even like when he got back to NXT, like, they, like, they did nothing with him. Like, yeah, what did they do? I mean, yeah. they, the, the pandemic really messed it up, because I feel like I think he was feuding with Walter before this. And then... I think so, yeah. For the NXT UK Championship, which would have been dope, too. Um, yeah. But, again... They're like, coming back then, soon, right? Uh, next week. Next, next week, okay. Yeah. But, so, I feel like when the pandemic hit, they canceled that because the UK has, like... They're quarant- they were quarantined yeah. for a while. They were they just recently got out. Um, and so, then, like, yeah, when the pandemic hit, that kind of ruined their feud and, like, set up. Like, they really, really had nothing. Like, feuding with Damian Priest, Thatcher, like, who... That's it, like really. <laughs> Could yeah. better with that. So I feel like, yeah, th- this is a great move. I feel like that was the right move for him to give him the title and have a title, the first title since he came back. The only thing I didn't like about the Fatal Four Way, like it was, it was, I was fine with the with the tie. I just feel it was the wrong person. Who do you think it should have been? 
I think it should have been Balor versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Could have seen that. That would have been dope. Been because dope. what happened, like, also, I'm, I'm an asshole fan. So, like, when it was him and Cole, I said, first of all, Cole just lost it. There's no way they're giving him the title back. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? No way they're giving him the title back. It would like it was a cool match. They had a great match, but it just would it would have had more excitement if it was Balor versus Champa, because Champa just came back, Balor just came back. It could be either one of them winning the yeah, title. Exactly, exactly. It was like so it would have brought more excitement to the match, because then it was must see. Exactly. I yeah. Like, I, I that. need I to that. see this. Last night I felt like. I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch yeah. it. But I don't need to see it. I already yeah. think Balor's going to win. And if he doesn't, that's the wrong choice. But you can't be mad at Adam Cole either way. But they did put on an amazing match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I was surprised that it was in the beginning of the show, too. I thought it was yeah. going to be at the main event. I was like, wait, yeah. why is it kicking out the show? It would have been better if it was the main event, maybe, because that would have ended up the night well. Not gonna lie, the steel cage was still pretty dope, but the, the, still the NXT Championship sort of made event to that one. Uh, specifically, it was Super Tuesday. Um, still <laughs> Super enjoyable. Tuesday. <laughs> Super Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, um, I guess we could finish yeah. the episode off right here. Uh, yeah, that's a what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do from now on is uh, we're gonna ask a question every week at the end of the episode oh, and shit, answer yeah, it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And the end at the ending of the next episode, we're gonna answer that question and continue on every week. Um, do you have a question that you want to ask for next week, Joel? Or do you know one? Uh, I'll think of a. I'm thinking of a TNA one because we we were on Eric Young so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right now, his feud with Eddie Edwards is like, I'm not never been a big fan of his. If you can book, if you can book an incredible storyline with Eric Young and someone else that signed to TNA, that's not Eddie Edwards or Moose, because of course that's the big guy, that would have an incredible like title storyline. That someone that's believable, that you can build up. Like somebody that just got signed over. It could be a Heath Slater, Hawkins. You know what I mean? Like somebody that you can help build up with this storyline. Who would you be? Who would you pick? Okay. And then we'll yeah. we'll talk about it next week. Next week. Yeah. All right. Yes, so uh, this was the first episode of the Ring Fanatics podcast. Once again, I'm Nick Arias, Joel Otero. And we will see you guys next week. Catch you.